It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. When I go there, no more memory anymore. Hello, guilty ones, and welcome to Next Best Theater, a branch of the Next Best Picture podcast. I'm your host, Cody, and I'm very excited to be hosting an episode on the uh, musical that filled most of my angst circa 2007, Spring Awakening. I'm here today with Dan Bayer. I don't do sadness, not even a little bit. Michael Schwartz. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Nicole Ackman. The line that I was going to quote, I think, would get our uh, our podcast marks as explicit, so I won't. <laughs> and Lauren Lamagna. I am in the exact same boat with you, Nicole. <laughs> None of you have junk? No. Because my junk is you. <laughs> I was just going to say, totally. The line, none of you have junk, junk is obscene and more like, more troubling than anything we're about to just in this podcast. The implications. Anyway, um, <laughs> hi, welcome to, yes, this is going to be a, a nasty little episode if you haven't gotten onto that uh, wavelength yet, but we're behind a paywall, you skippy, so it doesn't matter. Uh, we're talking Spring Awakening, the uh, iconic pop rock folk what would you call it musical that uh all of the above made a big old yeah made a big old splash uh circa 2006 2007 on broadway and then returned for another kind of uh iconic run in 2015 and we can talk about that later but yeah i this is gonna be a real uh easy going episode because i just kind of want to keep it loose and discuss the uh kind of trajectory of this show which is similarly formless so i, I kind of want to follow that form um but that being said i do want to start with our experiences with the show as we usually do our individual uh the ways it's touched our life no pun intended or not uh let's start with uh dan bayer oh gosh um okay so this uh premiered on Broadway at the end of 2006, which was right after I had graduated from college and big Duncan Sheik fan back when he was recording music solo. So I was rather excited by the music and everything that I had heard about Spring Awakening, but I never saw it on Broadway um, because at the time... I was just like not in a place to be going to Broadway and seeing things a lot. And I didn't have anyone else in my life who was who wanted to see it. So it just fell by the wayside. I ended up seeing a couple of community theater productions and regional productions that friends were in. And 
uh, based on those, did not have a very high opinion of the show <laughs> as a show. Uh, I liked the music, obviously. It is super catchy and has some great lyrics. But I thought the show, like like you kind of said, Cody, it's kind of shapeless, kind of shaggy, and uh, a little obvious, I think. Um, which, you know, is fine. It's based on a, like, centuries-old German play that, like, laid a lot of groundwork for stories about disaffected youth in the future. So, of course. But then I saw the Deaf West Broadway revival um, in, what was that, 2015, I think? Yeah, late and, 2015 into yeah. early 2016. Yeah, I saw late 2015, um, Broadway week, two-for-one tickets. Uh, my boyfriend at the time really wanted to see it, so I said, yeah, sure. This is I heard good things. I never saw the original. Let's go see it. And I was, uh, frankly, blown away. It, it is the only time that I have ever gone to see a revival, and it completely changed my opinion of a show. I thought it was – adding that – layer of the history of um, deafness and deaf culture to it really brought out so much in the material. And I was really blown away. I was blown away by the staging. I was blown away by the cast uh, featuring a very young Ali Stroker in her Broadway debut. Mm -hmm. um, and also uh, Marley Mat Matlin rocking out on the air guitar. So, you know, I, after I saw that, I could die happy. Um, and yeah, and I've been a fan of that production ever since. Lovely. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. All right. Uh, how about you, Nicole? What do you have to say about this? Okay, I have a very different experience. Um, maybe unsurprisingly to anyone who's familiar with my taste, uh, Spring Awakening and I are have never really mixed. Um, hmm. In high school, I was busy being angsty to fan of the opera and Les Mis. Oh, yeah. But my first... <laughs> the famously angsty Phantom of the Opera. Hey. Well, it's... Uh, I mean, hello. Teenage <laughs> angsty. It is true angst right there. But yeah, I you know you're heard... real when your angst goes from teenage years to adulthood. That's, it's that's true. real yeah. angst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I heard a few songs and never really liked any of it enough to check out more. So my first like real proper exposure to this was in... Uh, August of 2018, 
when I was living in London and was a reviewer for Broadway World UK and I got sent to review the British Theatre Academy's production of Spring Awakening at Stockwell Playhouse. And, you know, I think it was a really interesting experience to see, like, genuine teenagers doing Spring Awakening because I think that there are themes in it that whenever it's being done by, you know, actual teenagers who look like babies hit a little bit harder. But I was really surprised. You know, I actually really appreciated it. I think it has a very interesting story. I'm very interested in the play that it's based on. But yeah, it's it's not something that I listen to a lot. Like I, I whenever I listened to it to prep for this episode, I'd not listened to it since 2018, whenever I, I first, you know, kind of discovered it. But it's something that I totally can understand why people connect with it. And I think it's a really uh, interesting and, and kind of subversive piece of theater. And it's a really interesting show to have actually made it to Broadway. Thank you. Uh, Michael, what do you have to say? Yeah, so my connection with the show is sort of similar to Nicole's, just for some context. If Nicole was angsty with regard to Phantom of the Opera and Les Mis, I was angsty in regard to the producers and Fiddler on the Roof, if that makes any sense. Yes, that only makes sense for me. For anyone else, I'm sorry if you have to piece <laughs> that together. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm going to date myself here. I date a few people on this podcast, probably. Uh, if Dan was in college when the show came out, I was everyone brace in Fifth grade don't, when this came to Broadway. Oh, God. Fifth grade. So I remember hearing about this because I was into the theater and watched the Tonys just to see what was happening. And I had cousins who like did New York trips and saw all the shows. And I remember her saying, oh, Spring Awakening, it's so good, but it's not for you. I'm like, okay. Okay, I won't see it. And I just saw them perform on the Tonys. <laughs> knew it was a thing, but I didn't know anything about it. I just knew it was the show and it existed and that was it. Believe it or not, I had never actually gotten around to listening to it or really diving into it until again brace yourself here 2019 all these years passed i had known the show but never really knew the music outside of the bitch of the living and i finally just decided you know what this is an iconic show i owe it to myself to take a look at it and see what all the buzz is about and when i think of spring awakening i actually think of another musical that really has nothing to do with it and that is stephen sondheim's merrily we roll along and what I mean in that is Hal Prince, when he was putting this together, early we were all along, he wanted to do a musical about teenagers. And what that show ended up being was something very different. It's not the definitive show about teenagers. It's still iconic in its own right. But when you think of shows that depict teens on Broadway, I think this is the one that does it. This is like the definitive teenage musical because it shows them in honest, raw, bold, engaging fashions. And this is not what I would consider to be really my type of musical, but I think it's so impressive and so well done and really sticks to landing on what it's trying to convey. So props to the team behind this. The cast, I think everyone in this is incredible. And it's the type of show that is so unconventional that it really sticks true to what it wants to be and is successful for it. Excellent. Now, finally, Lauren, why don't you tell us the word of your body? Okay. Um, so... <laughs> I wouldn't say my experience with the show is non-existent. It just is not experienced, I guess. Again, like Michael, the show came out and I was on the young side. And I have older cousins, and this is a famous story of them, who made their parents take them to see their show. And they say that is the worst mistake that they've ever made in their entire lives <laughs> still to this day. And I know, I've known the show really as 
you know, the show that birthed this whole class of Broadway actors. Like when I think about Spring, I think of Lily Cooper and like Caitlin Kinnanen and Jennifer Damiano and like all of these people who came from the show strangely for some reason. And so I've always seen it as the birthplace of that. And then also when we talk about angsty, I was definitely in the phantom angst group and the rent angst group. But when I went to high school and it was very much a theater based high school, it was definitely, you know, that's the show that has sex and that has like naked people and you kind of want to see it. So we would always like sing, like touch. So I knew the songs like touch me. I knew the song, um, totally fucked. I knew the song, you know, the bitch, the living, all of the main songs I knew, but the show itself, not really until the revival came out and none of us could get tickets. Cause I feel like it was only on Broadway for such a short period of time. It was almost impossible to get tickets. So my class after school, when we would work on the shows, we would literally just in between, you know, dinner checks and costume breaks, we would literally just be on our phones trying to watch all of the TV performances of the show's performances because it was so beautiful and as Dan says the added layer of you know the Deaf West company plus the musicians was just something that this show I think really needed and something that elevated this piece of work and I think it's better off with it and I think it really was beautiful and I really do wish that I have seen it but since I've listened to the whole thing and I do think it's a really pretty show and it does have really good singular moments but I it's not a favorite of mine um but I think maybe time will give it you know the length that it will one day hey everyone sorry to interrupt but this is a preview of episode 41 of the next best theater podcast where we're talking about spring awakening in order to get the full episode you will have to head on over to our patreon for next best picture where for one dollar minimum a month you will get the rest of this podcast and other exclusive podcast content from us as well you have been listening to the next best theater podcast part of the next best picture podcast umbrella and you can subscribe to the next best picture podcast anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts we are proud to be part of the evergreen podcast network And if you want to review us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to do so. Leave us a comment, rate us five stars, let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.